All right, so here we are. Welcome, everybody. Let's start with a prayer today. So just join me in taking a few deep breaths and centering into your heart. If you'd like to place your hands over your heart, close your eyes. And as we become more present, we express our gratitude and appreciation for this sacred opportunity to join, to share, to grow and learn together. We acknowledge our own courage, our own willingness, our own seeking to live a life of peace and love and joy, unity and freedom. We acknowledge that we each have our own lessons and challenges, blessings and gifts and talents. So we're grateful to be joining together with all that beautiful energy coming together we're also tuning in to the wisdom within, the infinite spirit within us all, and we open ourselves to that divine wisdom, that divine guidance. We're placing this conversation in the hands of spirit. May all that is shared today be truly helpful to each of us and to anyone who will listen later. Blessing this call, knowing it's blessed, we let it be, receiving the gifts, and sharing them with everyone. And so it is. Amen. <sighs> Beautiful. Thank you. Let's uh, review our question for the day. Let me go to my screen. Okay, and I had to go back to the archives, but I thought it was interesting because as I went back, I found a class on self-forgiveness. And... Um, Maybe some of you participated in the workshop on the weekend. I know Penelope did, but uh, forgiveness never really gets old. <laughs> so we'll, we'll cover this again. And there were lots of questions here. Um, here we go. It says, what are the things that you notice you have put lots of energy into, things that didn't feel very fruitful, weren't very interesting, or felt tiring? Are you wasting as much time as you used to last year or in earlier months of this year? Are you feeling more effective? Do you feel more supported by the universe? Are you investing more time into your spiritual practice and seeing it pay off? How are you noticing that your relationship with time, energy, and money is shifting as a result of your spiritual practice? And then she just tagged on here, any forgiveness miracles you want to share? So... This is a wide array of things, but it starts out really looking at, um, you know, just being aware of how where we're putting our time and energy and if that's feeling supportive to us, um, how our spiritual practice is feeling and where are we seeing it pay off in our lives. And then just, you know, forgiveness miracles, feel free to share those always. <laughs> so... This is a whole bunch, and you can take it and run with it. I'm going to put it in the chat if you need to reference the question. So I think by now you're comfortable just going into the group and see what shows up and uh, share what's most helpful to you. So let's go for that. Um, I'm create these rooms here, see how they feel. Mm. I'm going to, okay. Uh, let's see. I'll do this. Mm. Sorry, just want to make a few changes. Let me back. Okay. Started the recording. Uh, yeah, so what came up? What did you share? I'm curious. Oh, there's Karen. May I? Please, yeah. 
I had quite an adventure. I, I of course, I, I, I loved the way that the pattern that Jennifer gave us, but I didn't get to use it. And I started going through forgiving and, uh, you know, from my childhood about this, that, and they, and me, and, you know, should have caught it, what I, and, and all this forgiveness stuff, and, <laughs> and on and on and on and on. And I came to an awakening, quite an awakening, um, that, that, you know, praying for spiritual guidance the whole time. And what came to me was how judgmental I was. They were being who they were. And I'm going, it doesn't fit me. You know, you're not doing it my way. Not to, you know, and I'm going, all the time and energy at my age with gray hair, I'm sorry. I spent all that energy losing my free time and my happiness and my joy of being so upset about other this that and the other thing and so my my final message to myself was i am my problem not them they that this i am my problem <laughs> politics it's theirs not mine <laughs> you know? and, and it was so freeing i'm my problem it was such good news because the problems still show up once in a while. Wow. I like that. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thank you, Karen. That's so uplifting. <laughs> I hope so. It did uplift. It, it uplifted. Blah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Mm. Anyone else? Yeah. Hi. Um, so one of the I've been practicing, I've been trying out all these different tools and techniques on how to whatever, reprogram my mind so that it doesn't get stressed out or upset. You know, of course, the miracles, the whole handbook on it, Jennifer's, uh, the prayers, the partner, all that. These are all tools and techniques, right? So, so what does the mind do with them? Okay. It tries to figure out how to use them. And, um, and that, that's great. Okay. So I, I got like in the last couple of years, I started acquiring all these tools and, you know, I, I started gathering them or looking for them years and years ago. And now in the last couple of years, I've been practicing them and practicing them. And so what I realized though, is that my mind, you know, starts to get, so the great part is I have tools to use, but that, but the thing is my mind will still keep thinking about what to do now. Oh, did I use the right tool? Now I have this feeling, what do I do with it? And then in that, um, confusion or that analysis it's the analysis that then started to become kind of tiring you know so it's it's like great I have all this you know all these things and gadgets and ideas and and so one of the tools that I used this morning was a meditation writing technique so I meditated and then I invited Holy Spirit to give me guidance on some things and I shared it with with Betty and it was great and so this is progress is that I finally was able to understand and receive this and so Holy Spirit told me this morning that um, I have all these thoughts and I can't stop the thoughts. And occasionally, well, whenever I start to be bothered by the thoughts because I'm just like, oh, it's going to be a good day. And then, oh, something comes up and, you know, now what do I do? Now what do I do? It's like, I thought it was going to be a good day. In the middle of all of it, whatever, or not the beginning when it starts, this was, was um, the progress that I, I, I received the guidance. And just to say, to declare that I'm pausing. And so I shared this with Betty and I, and I shared with my prayer partner this morning, Shauna, who's also in our group. And it's, it's really just that simple to, to just tell myself, and this is, this is the guidance I got, just tell myself I pause now. So 
this this is um a lot of progress because now I realize that I I can trust this simple instruction. <laughs> and and it comes with the second part is the faith to know that as soon as I, I just have to pause the thoughts and pause my ideas on how to control the thoughts and how to control the progress and how to control my healing. Because now that I have all these ideas on how to heal, now my ego wants to like use them. But just declaring that when the thoughts come on that I'm pausing and having faith and and knowing that Holy Spirit's just going to go in and, and do what I need. It became my, my today we entered into a, a divine experiment on it. And so um, just sharing that, I'm starting a divine experiment using this to, because um, like the question, the, the breakout is, what do I put a lot of energy into? And so literally I've been putting a lot of energy into figuring out how to like heal myself with all the tools. And it became tiring because I'm like, why am I so upset? Now what? I'm not doing it right. Why did I spend all this time reading A Course in Miracles? I don't even know what to read anymore. <laughs> I think it got to that extreme, right? Before it's like, I don't know what to do. Now it's like, well, what do I do with what I know? I pause. And I let, I let, it just, that's it. I pause. I don't even think about it. So right now, I pause. <laughs> Do you want to share, Philip? Go for it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just relating to what Nadia said about, because I've collected books, tools, techniques, and it all goes in the memory bank, and um, it's so full when it comes to use something, you forget. And I guess the ego likes to fill its toolbox up thinking that it's going to have a tool for every occasion, but I guess what really happens is that spirit will just flow in at the right time, and it's, yeah, pause, get the ego out of the way, forget the toolbox, forget the memory, because it will be, it will be handled just in time, on time, with whatever tool, whatever spirit wants to throw in there. Yeah, thank you, Philip. If you could turn, can you turn your sound up at all? I know that you're a little bit soft. Yes. Is that better? Yes. Okay. okay. Do you want me to repeat all that? or? I heard you, but maybe just a recap, because I think Betty was having a harder time. Oh, sorry, Betty. Um, yeah, so you collect all these tools, you read all these books, you watch all these videos, you listen to all these MP3s, you gain all these tools, you gain all these techniques, <clears throat> and they all go into memory. And then your memory fails. You forget the tool. And uh, ego is just collecting a load of jumble, just like, you know, hoarding, hoarding uh, socks or animals or whatever. And it's just a distraction technique to take you away from the present moment. So you can forget all the tools. You don't need them. So, yeah, pause. I take a pause. I guess Migo thinks it knows best because you will save these tools, you know. I'll need them for another day, someday, whatever that day may be. But you don't need tools. Karen? I mean, I'm just getting up to say um, my life uh, my last thought, you know, saying my problems, my, and I just go to that nothing place. I just go to, I just go to a nothing place and say, show me. And that is fully in the universe, the, the guidance that I've asked for, not the, all the books that confused me, got me off track. But the, but when I just quiet down and know I'm being divinely guided. Mm. I, I guess I just say, look for the divine guidance. It's right here. 
and then it comes. But I have to be quiet and let all the other books and et cetera go. And I think Jennifer's whole plan is, is like that, helping me like that way. It sounds like you two were doing that. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else want to weigh in? Go ahead, Um, I talked about something in my group, but I actually want to talk about a different thread that I feel like I'm trying to heal. And um, it has to do with the, the, the money books that we've been reading and the soul of money books. And um, uh, this morning I uh, was sitting in bed and I was thinking about uh, wanting to do something in the backyard that requires some money. And uh, I have several projects that are coming along and money might be coming in from them. And, and as my mind reeled, I played this, please don't touch me. I played this scenario where with that money and what I wanted to do in the backyard, I would also have this opportunity to lord it over my husband and do a job that he wants to do in the backyard. And in my mind, I was not compassionate. I was not compassionate. I, I actually used the money in an uncompassionate way in my mind towards my husband. Um, kind of like, see, I was able to get this done and you weren't able to get this done. And I tried to pull back from it several times and go back to God, but my mind just wanted to play out this very uncompassionate story. And um, it came to me that while you guys were all talking is that I have this belief that I am not trustworthy with money because in the past when I've had a successful business at certain times, I have done that and, you know, made more money than my husband several times and um, was demeaned him in the process. And I don't want to be that person anymore. And I saw afterwards it came up because I said, okay, you've had this vision in your mind. Let's have it come up for healing. And immediately spirit told me you could have this project and be compassionate towards your husband at the same time. You could realize that your husband physically wants to do this project and as he gets older it's physically too difficult for him so you could have this money and do this project and do it with love for your husband and show him look I understand that you've wanted to do this project um, I want to do it for you by paying for help for the project and being more compassionate towards him not being physically as capable as he might have been maybe 10 years ago. Although he's a very healthy man, it's still a, a very um, muscularly uh, physical project. And um, it would be, um, and so as you were talking, I said, um, I want to resolve my belief that I am not trustworthy with money because I believe that I can't handle it compassionately. Thank you for letting me say that. Thank you for sharing with us. Well, I could let that go. <laughs> Great. Nadia, you want to jump in? Yeah, thank you for, sh for sharing that. And it was very 
beautiful to hear you be brave enough to to share that and it was also very insightful um using that idea about handling money compassionately as i had a revelation about my own relationship with money um a few months ago or i don't know recently where i was thinking about like well if i you know i wasn't working i've been working for two years and steadily just you know, it's kind of like, well, what would I do with money? And, and one of my revelations was, well, I don't know what I specifically would do with money. And through my learning process about my own relationship with money, um, actually, I, was, I read a book called um, Earth is Hiring. Somebody bought, bought me a book. And in it, it was this millennial uh, woman who made a bunch of money. And I, like, what, one of the things she talked about was, was what she's using her money for. And she had an idea in her mind on, well, I'm going to use my money to uh, help people in this way. And that's why, you know, I love having money. I love money. I respect money. I use money respectfully. And her relationship was, was with the people who the money was going to be impacting. And it occurred to me that my relationship with money was just very self-serving. It's like, well, I want a lot of money, so I don't have to worry about money. I'm like, okay, if I was like, you know, giving out money, if I was the universe, if I was the bank of the universe, uh, I wouldn't give me more money than I just really needed to not worry about myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, that explains a lot. Like, and I, and I have enough money to not worry about myself. And then it's like, so what am I complaining about not having more money? I don't even have, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it other than buy junk for myself or my kids. And my kids already have enough junk. I don't even want to buy them junk. And it's like, oh, I understand. I don't even know what I want to do with money. So why do I need to be trusted by the universe with a bunch of money that I'm just going to like throw away on stuff I don't know what I'm doing with? If I was the universe, I'd give it to somebody else. And Jennifer Hadley told me this in our one-on-one a couple of years ago, months ago, said, all right, if you were the universe, would you hire you for this job? I was talking about a job. I was like, when you put it that way, Hmm. Would I hire me? <laughs> well, for that job, it was a yes. But when I, when I changed it to, if I was universe, would I give me a m millions of dollars? It's like, well, right now, I don't know what I would do with them. And um, like, okay. And I was like, what I realized I needed to heal in myself was not my relationship to money, but my relationship to people and how they use money. Because I had all these judgments about, well, people should spend money on this, shouldn't spend money on this. What are they doing? Why are they not doing it? And I was like, who cares? I'm going to trust that the universe is, is the bank of the universe is giving money where it needs to go. And if it needs to go somewhere else, it'll find its way there. And in that state of mind, you know, just like with anything, the universe is, is giving air where it needs to go. It's giving love where it needs to go. It's giving everything where it needs to go. And my job is to not interrupt that flow by criticizing it or judging it. So that's, that was a very beautiful realization that you had, or you have, Jennifer, um, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you. I have a question. Uh, can I share something? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I have a question about lesson 25. Um, just a moment, please, if I can find it. Talking about money. So, do you have a second? Yes, here it is. I do not know what anything is for. And then it's in uh, paragraph five. It is crucial to your learning to be willing to give up the goals you have established for everything. The recognition that they are meaningless rather than good or bad is the only way to accomplish this. The idea for today is a step in this direction. Uh, well, what I was thinking, and I also want to ask, 
uh, if we have a goal, then we are asking for something. And uh, for me, it, it doesn't go together. I'm struggling with that, uh, with this paragraph and the idea that we have to uh, have a goal or we like something or wanting. But anyway, it, it doesn't go together. So I have the idea I need to, to ask nothing. But I do want several things. But here it is said, it, it's, uh, they are meaningless. The things I like to have or should uh, like to reach, should, 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 that's that kind of things. They are all meaningless. And then I, I wonder, uh, well, you said it, Nadia. What, what do I use money for? If I don't even know where I uh, want to use it for, why should I get more money? Because there are enough people who know exactly how they should use or would use the money or whatever it is to reach a goal in your work, your, your career or anything. It's, it's just that point that I am uh, struggling with. Does that make sense? My question, my... Yeah, I, so I, I can respond to this from my, my experience in this journey. And um, what my learning was in, in this realization that I don't know what I'm using money for because the things that I thought I wanted before I no longer wanted, it was um, basically being willing to have all my prior desires sort of refreshed by Holy Spirit on the faith that um, that there is a purpose for me being here and there will be another day when I will want something again. Because I went through a long time not being hungry for things anymore, which is good as part of the training is to no longer be hungry for the things of the world, no longer be hungry for um, needing a car, needing nice clothes, needing to, sh to go here or, or, or kind of like being hungry and being afraid that I might not get it. And it was, it was like a, a back and forth. And so part of the training was to, to not be pushed back and forth by my appetites for what I wanted to consume and what I needed to, to acquire and to spend on. And when I was able to control my appetite, I realized that there were still going to be day to day little happy things that would come up that I would be willing to consult with Holy Spirit and say, is this uh, something that is in my best interest? And then it would be like, okay, it is. And then I would be really excited about, about getting it. For example, um, for me, seeing my children is important to me. And it's important for me to be in a job where I can go fly see them every month. And um, getting a job where I make a lot more money but don't have the flexibility and time is miserable to me. And so I had to be willing to say, I don't care about anything other than the flexibility. And, um, and so people think it's this luxury that I get to travel every month. For me, it's like I'd rather be making less money and have debt and just not worry about the debt or not worry about this and not worry about you thinking whatever about me and just know that this is what I'm, you know, this one thing that I committed to that I really want Holy Spirit's going to provide and all the other things that used to worry me, I don't worry about anymore. Um, well, or I don't have to worry about it anymore because I've chosen not to. So it's kind of like it reprioritized um, the things or it allows the things that I don't want to fly away or to fall away because they're meaningless and the things that do have meaning to me now I can function as a human as a person to say 
I don't care that I don't have a full-time job. I don't care that I'm 39 years old and I have four roommates and that I'm going through a divorce and that I don't have a car. I don't care about all these things that I once really cared about that basically completely stopped me because I cared about them and now I couldn't function anymore in the changes of my life. I don't know if that helps. So that was my journey of letting go of everything to say it's meaningless and money to me became meaningless. But I know that when I, when I need it, Holy Spirit will give it to me. And if I, if I need to be a person who's going to be in charge of money, then Holy Spirit will make me that person. It's just being willing to say, I do what you want me to do. I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Just use me. Use me, Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know if that helps. That was my, my, my journey. Yeah, I think it, it has to do with, uh, thank you for sharing. And I think it has also to do with uh, my heart desire. I don't know what my heart desire is. But, uh, and then I think, oh, I want this. And then but if I am honest, I'm asking for things that are not really important. So then I don't see that there's nothing left to ask for. But um, it may be if it is meant in the way of a, a heart desire. If I really want something that's my heart desire, um, well, maybe I ask for it and I... It comes on my way. I don't know. But it's just something I'm struggling with because we are talking about money and things like that. And it is important for me also. But, yeah. I can, maybe I just have to let it go and think and see what happens. Yes, certainly. Yes, spirit about it. You know, Betty, I, um, one of the things I love about ACIM is it's not very goal-oriented. I found a lot of um, New Age practices to be a lot more um, materially goal-oriented, and that I found a very big distraction. And so it was one of the things that attracted me to ACIM was the idea that we weren't trying to see ourselves being wealthy or see ourselves in a brand new car or something like that. Um, well, because I've heard that, you know, if you watch yeah. a secret or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, and, and in my activation session, I said something to the person who was giving me the activation session and she was, because she was very clear about it not being about an object that you want as much as it is about a feeling that you want and to really grasp onto that feeling that you want, um, mm -hmm. like a feeling of peace or, you know, a feeling of not being worried and what it's like to have that feeling. Like for me during the activation session, it was about getting rid of reflux disorder. And so she would say like, what would it feel like to be pain free for six months Mm -hmm. And and I didn't want to set a goal of being free of my reflux disorder, but feeling that feeling of being pain free mm -hmm. was something that actually released all of it for me. And sometimes when I go back into feeling the precursors of the reflux disorder, I could go back into what that feels like to be pain free for six months because I've now I've had it. I've been pain free for six months. And um, and sometimes I have these times when like I'm floating on the water after a swim and it feels so peaceful and I hold on to that feeling. And when things are not going my way, I go back. What does it feel like to be peaceful? Um, and so I think when for me, when I was sharing about the money, I wasn't really sharing about the an actual money thing, mm -hmm. it was, oh, I could use money to be lording over my husband and insensitive, or I could use money to be compassionate and loving mm -hmm. and move towards something that we both want, which is the bamboo taking out of our backyard. But 
it, it's not about the bamboo being taken out of the backyard. Mm -hmm. It's about my behavior towards my husband mm -hmm. if I am the one who helps facilitate that. Mm -hmm. I understand, yeah. And that I, mm -hmm. I want to be loving. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't care about the, the money or the bamboo or mm -hmm. um, anything. I, wanna, I want to not be uncompassionate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I think, it's from your heart. It comes from, from your heart. And that's the difference, I think. It's, it's, it's really very beautiful. Right, because the deepest desire of my heart is not to have a clean backyard. The deepest desire of my heart is to have a loving relationship with my husband. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And that goes beyond money, right? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. It was really very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to add something too, Philip? Thank you. Oh, unmute yourself here. I'll do it. Oh, you have to do it. There you go. What comes to mind is uh, we don't know what anything is for. And uh, the ego has a, a selfish attitude, and I guess the universe will flow money where it, like Anadia said, it will flow breath where it's needed. The money will go where it's needed. So if you're operating from a, uh, a loving, universal um, desire, then the universe desires that. It's an alignment. Your desire is alignment with universal desire. So that money will flow, whatever you're needed, whatever's needed will flow in your direction. So it's getting out of a, a selfish, egocentric um, desire for cars and houses and stuff, collecting stuff again, uh, where you serve the greater good, where you're operating from the highest place, not a small egocentric place. And the other thing was like a software, you know, Windows, Windows receives various updates. So when you go to a higher level, you will understand what money is for. It's not the money, it's what you can do with the money. And you can help the world. That's why Elon Musk gets lots of money. Hope that helps, Betty. I will add one thing if I can, is that um, I actually have this journal where you write out. It's so fun to me because I, I used to love making goals and I've, let's say I've upgraded. Okay. It's from, I literally wrote down, I wanted to be a golf pro, write a book and speak 10 languages or something. It's like, I don't even play golf very much. It's just, that was just ridiculous. But I just wrote down these things that I thought would make my dad really happy and would make my life awesome. But you know, I went from twenties or whenever I wrote that, but I did write in this book, like it asks you to write a vision for your life in three years. And the vision of it has the essence of how you want to feel in your life and what are the really important things. Like Nadia was saying, what are your real values? Like if we are playing the game of life, how would you play it? Because we get to play it. So how would you play it? What would it look like? And then again, it's the focus on how you want to feel in your life. And I really wrote down this year that I wanted to have a baby and a, um, I had a lot of things that were showing me it wouldn't be possible or it would be hard or it's not even going to be possible. And so before I was afraid to even write it down or want it because I thought I'm just setting myself up for disappointment and I'm making meaning out of it and I can talk myself out of it to say, well, I don't need to be a mom to do anything. It's not going to, I don't have to be a mom. Um, you know, it's like I have an inner child. I can be the mom of my inner child. I don't have to be a mom of a child. I can talk myself out of things, but if I'm playing the game of life, like how would I want to play it? So then when I wrote it down, like it started triggering things to happen and it started bringing up all kinds of learning for me, all kinds of fear, all kinds of 
fear really. So to me, it's like life is also like, go ahead and want whatever you want. You're going to get all the lessons along the way because your real goal here is to heal the fear and to live in love. So I think we can play the game without attachment and know that whatever we pick, we're going to get the whole lot that comes with it. So yeah, I want to be a mom and I'm, I'm aware that, yeah, uh, I'm aware of that. I'm not aware of what I'm even getting myself into. So, but I get to, I'm getting to play that out, but it's all the meaning I make along the way. Like if I couldn't have a baby, I could have made meaning that there's something wrong with me, but I'm having a baby. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh. So to me, it doesn't matter the form we're taking as much as all the learning we're having, all the meaning we're making and what we're doing with the fear that comes up. And like everyone's saying, what motivation we're having behind everything. Um, but it's like Jennifer always teaches, you write it down. You don't know if it's going to happen. You write it down. You're not attached to it. And then life flows in the direction of where we place our attention. So that's just some of my sharing because um, it's been a cool journey for me to actually write down what I'd like and have it happen and then see everything that comes up with that and know how powerful I am. And then I think what we're all talking about is where do we want to direct this power? Because we can direct it in ways that are meaningless and dead end or like in very broad, expansive directions. So thank you for letting me share that. That's really awesome that you said, go ahead and want whatever you want. Um, when I was a kid, I had friends from Louisiana who taught me this game called bingo. And every time you saw something you liked, you would bingo it. And we were all kind of like poor, basically. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I bingo that mansion. Or we'd go through magazines. Oh, I bingo that car. I bingo that car. I bingo that car. And I, I, it occurred to me, I was like, how can you bingo like 20 houses? Like, when are you going to live in one of them? I don't know, but, but it was such a fun game just to play because what it really did is it, it didn't set any limitations on the possibilities of joy. And so we bingoed like thousands of mansions and thousands of cars. And, and it's like, it, it, it was ridiculous. Like we're never going to drive them all or live, live in them all, but it was just like, okay to just be happy and, and bingo, bingo, bingo. It was like the fun feeling of bingo. <laughs> And that's what you just reminded me of. <laughs> what that, that like vibration, like Philip was talking about when your vibration's high, like if I'm a mom and it feels really amazing that I get to be a mom, my vibration's going to be high. I'm showing up in the world that way. That's very helpful to everyone and me because I didn't, you know, because I've lifted my vibration um, but again, it's going to be how I maneuver this thing and how I navigate it and how I work with my mind through it. Um, it's not really different. I don't think it matters what our circumstances are. We're still going to be working with our mind, <laughs> but I think it's helpful when we show up with a high vibration in the world. So. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Okay, bingo that one. Bingo that. So now we're not bingoing mansions. We're bingoing states of being and vibrational levels. We're so upgraded. Yes. <laughs> the adult version. Yeah, oh my gosh. <sighs> Anyone else want to get in here? Because we're all getting excited, which is good. But Sheila, Penelope, just in case you want to get in there, go ahead and get in there. Don't be shy. I, I have to go to my volunteer job, so I was going to hook it up to the Bluetooth in my car while I drive into town. Um, but this has been an amazing meeting. Just, yeah. just, Yeah, I mean, I love it. You know, want what you want. It doesn't matter. But look at the healing along the way. I mean, wow. That's just such a cool thing, you know? 
um, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I'm going to hop in my car, and hopefully I can still hear you guys. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait to hear about your time some at some time. At the yeah, retreat. okay. Okay. All right, thanks. Yeah. Angela, um, if I could just quickly say um, also thank you to Nadia and, well, to everyone that's been sharing, I'd like to say thank you. But Nadia, as you were talking when you first were explaining about money and what would you do with, with all this money, um, it's interesting that something came up for me. Um, I've, I've realized some time ago um, when I was doing some work around money that I actually am afraid of money. And um, I kind of like was, you know, my, my upbringing was always that there was, there was always this lack and this fear around never having enough. Um, and as you were talking, it also reminded me of how many times that I've actually fantasized about money and about having a lot of money and, and, not, and in, in my mind be planning what I would be doing with all this money once I had it. And when you were at that point, when you were saying, well, what would you do with it anyway? What came up for me was I'd be freaking out if I suddenly had all that money. I wouldn't know what to do with it. So it was just another reminder to me that I'm still obviously attached to this fear of having a lot of money anyway, because it's not something I've ever experienced. So, yeah, that was just a great reminder. So thanks for triggering that insight. just a reminder to all of us to do our self-forgiveness on it, whatever that looks like, however that shows up, that to forgive ourselves for having ever believed those things or blocked ourselves. Because as long as I've been in this community, it's still very clear that I can skip that step by mistake in a way, or it gets overlooked. Um, but I think that's the fastest path to the actual upgrade is like we've forgiven ourselves for having had limited thinking about it or having had bad like intentions, Stephanie, with, you know, like just forgive yourself so we can get to the, the really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had just, I want to share my, my very profound takeaway about my relationship to money and why I was going through my journey about, ideas on money and I, I feel like I, I crossed to the other side and I realized that my, the relationships that I had with money was a mask for my relationship with with the concept of having the power of God in me so if I had all the money in the world what would I do with it I don't know if I had the power of God what would I do with it I didn't know and it was really like the mask to the next level, which is I do have the power of God in me. Money was just a monopoly game of, <laughs> of power and in the illusion world. And so the question then is, I don't know what I would do with it. I would give it to Holy Spirit to decide. And when I had that moment, that shift, I realized I was free of my poverty lessons. I said, thank you to the poverty lessons and I let him go because having no money and having all the money in the world, if you don't know who you are and the power of God in you, it neither lesson matters. We can keep repeating poverty. We could be billionaires 500,000 lives over, but if we don't remember that we have the power of God in us, um, that's really the it. Once we, once I connected with that, I realized, Oh, okay. Next level. <laughs> So that was it. And it was really like that fear of money was a fear of knowing who I was, or it was a, it was a distraction from confronting the real fear, which for me was knowing that there's more I can do. But we're getting there together. We're doing it together. <laughs> Thank you. That's really helpful. I don't know if we can handle any more revelations. Can we shove it <laughs> like this is a lie one hour or something? 
Very powerful, very good stuff. And I don't know if you guys do this. I like if I share, but to re-listen to yourself sharing, do you do that? Do you listen to the replays to hear your brilliant selves? You don't like hearing yourself? The first year, that was a whole thing I had to get over because I was like, I know I'm coming up now. This is, and I was like, because you know when you know you're coming in the class and it's like, oh, yeah. But now I listen like, what did I say? Like what, you know, because, so just a thought. To reinforce what you had awareness about here or the insight you shared. Cool. Well, we might want to stop ourselves before we get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but thank you for showing up in such rich conversation. Rich is the word. Nadia Rich. Talking to you live. Yeah, I mean, you are destined. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, is anyone feeling moved to pray us out? It's a it's an open space if you would like to exercise your power of prayer. Let's pray. Huh. We just allow all this beautiful insight to settle in, connecting deeply with each person here and our whole community, just feeling ourselves abundant in the treasures of each person here. So grateful to come together and to bring to the light any ways that we block our own experience of love and prosperity and abundance and truth. Grateful that we are interested in having these conversations, that we make time for them. Grateful that we are willing to share with others and be transparent and to be generous in our own learning. Grateful that truth is so available and accessible to us. And we are remembering together that the highest truth is to get out of the way and to pause and to listen for Holy Spirit's guidance in that moment. We're grateful that all this learning and teaching is just bringing us to our own guide, our own direct connection to perfect wisdom, perfect truth and wholeness. We are so grateful to be receiving these awarenesses so we can be more joyful in our lives, so we can be more helpful, so we can truly embody a higher vibration. Thank you again to each person who came and shared. Thank you to Jennifer Hadley for creating this beautiful community and this platform. We share the benefits that we've received with everyone, knowing everyone is us. And so it is. Amen. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you all. Yeah. Aloha. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hmm.